Back in the UK, it was 11.09pm on what is known as 9.11 in New York. In the city where those numbers have such resonance, it was past six o'clock in the early evening when Emma Raducanu walked up to the service line, having a third championship point to win the US Open. And then she served, and the ball came off her racket like the crack of a rifle. I was like, if I'm going to make it, this is going to be the time. I drove my legs up to that ball toss like never before. I landed it, she said later, once the mayhem had subsided. At 18 years old, she had won a Grand Slam, as a qualifier. There had been 10 matches, no tie-breaks and no sets dropped. Over the course of the main draw, she conceded 34 games, just two more than the great Serena Williams had lost seven years earlier when she cut through the US Open field like a threshing machine. Inevitably, we reached for sporting comparisons and for explanations of this extraordinary turn of events in 2021. But none were entirely satisfactory. Leicester City winning the Premier League was thrown in, as was the parallel of a non-league team winning the FA Cup. This was, though, a triumph all of its own. The stars had most definitely aligned for someone who was relatively fresh from sitting their A-levels, yet it was not a fluke, nor was it a fairy tale. Neither is possible at a grand slam in the highly professionalised world of tennis. One intangible thing stood out in the wake of this episode. Everyone, almost without exception, from within the parish of the pro game, was delighted for Emma Raducanu. In a highly competitive world where schadenfreude is a readily available doubles partner, people were genuinely pleased for this teenager from Kent. That was the reaction from within the confines of the sport. On the outside, the public instantly took to this most relatable champion's wide-eyed wonderment, her willingness to engage with courtside fans immediately after matches, something that still had a novelty value to it. Had she really come from nowhere prior to Wimbledon, as was the understandable public perception? She had not. Within the game, an exceptionally bright future had been predicted for some time, although nobody could be sure when she would arrive. You might have described her, in the words of the late American politician Donald Rumsfeld, as a known unknown. A confluence of circumstances had led to her emerging earlier in the summer, seemingly from the blue, much of it related to the effects of the pandemic on the tennis circuit. One tour staffer later recalled that just 11 weeks before, on the eve of Wimbledon, she had been offered up for interview to the press and host broadcasters and there had been only one taker. No disrespect intended, there were just many more targets around to speak to. And we were also in the throes of a major international football tournament at the time. What I hope this audiobook will do is join many of the dots in the story of how someone came to burst from obscurity to global fame. There were many people who helped and worked with her along the way. I am aware that this is not an exhaustive account of them all, but hopefully a fair cross-section. I am grateful to those who spoke about Emma, both attributably and unattributably. Above all, it is a story of one remarkably resourceful and talented individual. In pure tennis terms, it also illustrates that the ever-present ingredient in making a champion is a supportive and ambitious family. 
that will always be more important than elaborate or expensive national systems. As the player, borrowing from a song, put it herself on one heady night in New York, my dad said to me, you're even better than your dad thought.